This is Bang Your Bookie's Wife, the sports betting podcast that, uh, much like Tom, is fucked and irrelevant. Uh, going into this offseason, uh, right now, I usually I go with Rain Man first, but right now we have a situation here where our, my co-host Capper, you're recording this in the dark. You have a flashlight on you like you're telling a fucking campfire story. What's up, dude? It's very Blair yeah, it's Bitch Nick, Project. It's Nick at night. Oh, yeah. Cap, are you afraid of the Cap dark? Cap at night? No. Yeah, are you afraid of the dark? With Clarissa Tells All. You don't seem nearly as fucked up as usual. You've been drinking, man. What's going on? A lot. Really? Sick. Yeah. Really? What have you been um, drinking? Really enjoyed episode three of Miss Maisel. The marvelous Mrs. Maisel. Uh, heavy, heavy. Okay, well, I'm going to cut. I, I, yeah, well, if you're drunk, you if you're drunk I'm going to cut you off you now because you'll go on. For... He's going to amble on through our entire intro. Rain Man, you're, you're enjoying a nice red right now. Please don't tell me the vintage. I don't want to fucking know. Is it a Bordeaux? It's actually an Envy. It's a non-vintage, but that's fine. It, it would make the Roy family pretty distressed. It's not even uh, aged. Rain Man, can you do me yeah. a quick favor? Uh, could you die? I could try. I appreciate that. that I'm a coward, a so I couldn't do it myself, but if someone wanted to come over here and just take my own life, I'd, you know. That counts as consent. It's it's on the record. Listen, man, it's the real coach JB here. Man, I hear you've been hanging out with the wrong fucking crowd like a slapdick you are, man. Everybody thought you were fucking smart and all that shit because you watch CNN and MSNBC and fucking Fox News and all that. Sounds like you're a fucking dreamer. You're getting dumber. Get your fucking ass figured out. Go watch the real show. Watch. We will bang your bookies, wife. Step your game up. Stop being a slapdick. Make today a great day. This is Bang Your Bookie's Wife. We're deep in the off season right now. Uh, the doldrums. Thing, the thing is, like, you were, of course, we're betting on the NBA playoffs. We're degenerates, but are we really enjoying the NBA playoffs? I've been enjoying no. the Laker games. Well, actually, yeah, they've been Anthony good. Davis been is good. playing out of his mind. The storylines are fantastic. Him getting injured and coming back is the upset of the decade. Mr. Glass healed himself. It was so fun to watch. There's like all the fu- I guess there is like the real housewives aspect with just like the crazy shit Draymond does, but I miss college football, guys. I'm it's just him. Not the same. I'm him. I'm him. <laughs> Austin that Reeves and me during the college football season. If he shouted that on a sidewalk, he'd be taken away by the authorities. <laughs> uh, Kendall Roy. I'm him. I'm him. Yeah. <laughs> Walk it out of the prime. Honestly, name. that's Re- probably what like, the final name. shot of the series will be. Uh, do you want to go through any like prevailing NBA thoughts before we quickly talk some college football? So that's the Lakers thought. Just the path there is opening wide up. If you've been watching the Kings, uh, light the, the Kings beam. The Kings are fun. Light the beam. They're lit. Draymond Green is distressed. I think... Golden State's going to choke it. I know they've been terrible on the road all season, so it's not really a series yet because Golden State could easily win the next two. I think the Kings are going to do it. They'll find a way to win two before Golden State can win four. That's going to be a very fun, uh, high-energy series against the Lakers, who actually play with a lot of energy on defense. I'm rooting for it. Lakers to the Western Conference Finals, probably lose in that to Denver or Phoenix. But, man, the West is interesting. The East is boring. I'm sorry the East is boring. I don't care. 
it, it it's a weird year because I feel like the lower seeds there's multiple at least public favorites um, on the western side, but there are definitely like favorites due to injuries though from the lower seeds too. So like um, it seems like kind of a wide open year um, on in the both in the sides. west. The east is I, super I think, top heavy. It's Boston and it's maybe Philly and Milwaukee if Giannis is healthy, which he probably will. Giannis will probably be healthy. I don't think Philly's that good. Boston's very, very good. They're just like, man, that's a boring team. Yeah, but, like, the top four are probably top-heavy in the East, but, like, Philly is really good as a three. So and They choke every year uh, in the second round, so Milwaukee's just pencil not, that in. Milwaukee just doesn't seem elite this year, so. That's insane. Yeah. They don't seem elite because Giannis seem, got injured and the Heat beat them. Though the Heat beat teams in the playoffs. That's fine. I think Milwaukee will be just okay. Uh, I think it'll be Milwaukee Coach versus Spro? Celtics. Coach Spo in the finals. Why not? Yeah, uh, why not, Coach Bay? Uh, Those I'm are some NBA my, quick takes. I'm on a 76ers future. That's all I really care about. I'm not going to really pay attention though. Is there I a less I, likable top five player in the N- of in the NBA of all time? Then, uh, God, what's the guy in the Nuggets? Oh, my God, I'm blanking. Jokic? Jokic? Yeah, I think Jokic is one of the least likable superstars of all time. Are you just, I don't like, like I very, just, it's very xenophobic. Do you just have something xenophobic. against Eastern Europeans or something? What's your deal? Yeah, it's, I don't know, man. I just plausible bond He's henchmen. got no personality. What's, what's he's got no personality. No, he's just an assassin. Yeah, it's he just wants to bury you. Link. He's just really is fucking that, good at is basketball. Is that interesting? You, and you find that interesting? No. Okay, no, exactly. So we're all in agreement. Well, the Nuggets are boring, but they're very good. Of course they are, but they'll choke too. Well, they might not this year, actually. They might not. They always cho- they always choke. They do always choke. Nikola Jokic is like a hero for every fucking YMCA schlub who's ever like put on knee pads before heading out there. <laughs> no, nah, that doesn't that doesn't apply to the Eastern Europeans. Like... That only applies to. But his People. game is like he's like he's like a crafty big man who just like he does all the shit. You know he's, what I'm he's talking He's too good about. for he's too good to be a dream for the YMCA guys. That's reserved for who's uh, Drew Timmy types. Maybe a Plumley. Like a guys. like well, a this Mason Plumley that we're not an NBA pod. Man, we suck no, about we're talking a Laker about the pod. NBA. We're a Laker Holy pod. Fuck. We're a Laker pod. We're not Laker pod? pod. We're a Laker pod. We're a Laker pod. Ja might not play in game two. He's definitely not going to play. He landed backwards on his hand. He can't shoot. Remember when the Kings traded their uh, point guard to the Pacers for DeMontis and everyone was just like, you fucking monsters, oh my god. And now they're good for the first time ever and no one is remembering when they were freaking out over that trade. Didn't Vladdy get fired over that? Oh, yeah, was it that, wasn't was great. Was he still with the team or no? I don't know. No. I know, he's, he's well, way probably. out. Uh, Marvin Bagley, them shedding him as dead weight was huge for that team because they kept playing him just because he was number two overall pick and he was just never good and they finally traded him off to detroit where he'll rot in hell until he's out of the league no offense cap but aggressive buddy we're not an nba pod we never will be we let's we'll bring maybe around the finals we'll bring basketball bob back uh or San Andreas, maybe some little insight because that was rough, boys, and present company included. But let's talk about something we do care about: the uh, the football FBI dropped. Episode. NCAA football is the closest. <laughs> we don't th- care. 
I don't care about this. Yeah, so the problem with the FPI drop is it's the worst of the major metrics. So it's pretty useless. But let's talk about, like, the first four teams, Ohio State, Alabama, Georgia, LSU. Pretty interesting. Number five, Texas. Cushion right between Michigan and LSU. Above USC, above Clemson, above Notre Dame. Texas has been in the top ten of the FPI for, like, the last decade. Do I want Malik Murphy to start every game next year? Yes. Oh my God, that was you. That was you. That's on the that's the boards. backup quarterback, right? <laughs> He's so sick. Uh, he does have a fucking cannon, doesn't he? I mean, he could just light your ass up. <laughs> uh, the funniest thing is Arch at the spring game. Absolute disaster. Was horrific. Absolute. absolute like punched himself in the dick everybody but everyone's just like his o-line was bad it's like i don't give a fuck you're arch manning <laughs> like, you're bad good. you're be, bad be he's good. not used to playing competition like that he'll be fine good well, time he never he went to any like college he yeah. so here's the thing is like the whole thing was like he never went to any college camps or anything and they talked about that a lot and i'm interested uh i i do think it's so funny though i i don't th- like you can't all I'm saying is that if Arch Manning went to Texas and turned out to be bad, what could be more predictable than that? Him, just the monkey paw curling when he committed to Texas. It's like, oh, you're going to get Arch Manning, but he's bad. I, mean, I don't think soon, he's going to be bad. I don't think he will either. This is like but crazy was, reaction from his first wild. time in a game situation. You have something better? Well, you have some, do you have something well, better I mean, to talk like, about, motherfucker? You got something better? I've, I've lived... I've lived through it, fucking. You ever heard of Garrett Gilbert, buddy? Heard of him. Heard of him. I haven't heard of him. I have only one kidney because of um, him. And like, how like how quickly will the spin zones be from all these major programs that like, yeah, we just passed on Arch. Didn't want him. Saw the writing on the wall. That yeah, I don't think Name that's going to happen. Counterpoint. We're getting way too ahead of ourselves he, here. Counterpoint. What if Arch Manning wins three Heisman's? Could he do four? Do you think he'd stay an extra Impossible. season to get the four? He can't, dude. He, he's not even going to be the. He's not even the backup next year. I think he could win the fourth Heisman because the NIL deal would be offered would be huge, right, for him to come back and get the fourth Heisman in a row. Theoretically, he no could one do five wants him in the NFL. If he just really I, lights I, it up in his like if, eight quarter games to keep his red shirt, maybe like maybe oh. if you get a Heisman for holding on to your school ID. That if he, he could, if he, he, he could up, hit four if he does if that. If he ends up anything other than the worst player of all time or the best player of all time, I'm bored. It wasn't worth all the t- conversation beforehand. <laughs> That's all I'm saying. Uh, speaking of, uh, I'm bored. I, I'm all the people tuning in because they want our hot, hot succession takes. We got to give them that sweet, sweet nectar, don't we, boys? All right. Uh, <laughs> been waiting. Been waiting two nights. Ready to talk about? Okay. Uh, this is going to be spoilers, so if you're listening and you haven't seen uh, episode four of season four of Succession, first of all, get it the fuck together. What are you doing? What the fuck? You, there's nothing better yet going on than watching Succession. It's Tuesday now. By tomorrow, it'll be Wednesday, and you still haven't watched? You're still not caught up on Succession? Jesus Christ. But anyway, we will have spoilers. Uh... And I'm just going to go through the plot. What do we think? I guess first we'll do overview. You guys rate this episode initial uh, reactions. Rain Man. 
Overall, a pretty average but essential episode from the trauma we all experienced watching episode three, which was a complete adrenaline ride from start to finish. I think Succession's going for more of a realism movement this season, and season episode three was somewhat realistic, watching the actors do what they did and overcoming this extreme trauma that happened on a wedding. The, the situation wasn't realistic, like what's the chance? But given all those things that happened, I think it was a pretty realistic episode, and this was pretty realistic too. It was subdued. There was some light humor, but there couldn't have been too much humor because there were people grieving, and moves were starting to be made, and they made the right choices. And I'm not going to say Rain Man called it, but Rain Man did call it. That's Kendall, by the way. Yeah, I mean, I thought but... I thought it was unbelievable, unbelievable. You thought the I thought it was, was unbelievable, almost as good as last week's. That's insane. That's um, because like this was all of them at their peaks. This was like put them in a room and like we are we're playing the game again. Like last week was like how do you deal with this like sudden death? This week was well, where where do we go from here? And Kendall, like everybody is is moving chess pieces again. Here's like, this, they're like, barely moving chess pieces. Though. They're small moves. Here's I don't what I, know. Here's what I would say. It, like this is what Succession Kendall, was built on was last weekend's episode. Kendall might be a killer, but Marsha is for sure a killer. Marsha is definitely in. a killer. But similarly, she's scary. It's also a we didn't even mention her very, last weekend. It's also a callback to like the first season when like Logan is sick for the first time, and Marsha immediately comes in. She asserts her like. Uh, relationship. She makes sure to say, "Oh, I talk to him all the time, multiple times a day." Uh, you can just see like all these other people are kind of, sort of, clumsily trying to like she's, assert power, and she. But she that's the difference between the... trying and just having it, and I yeah, holding the power. Logan sees in her, yeah. She she sussed out the girlfriend. She packed her bags for her. You know, made her grovel for the. You know, picking up the the remnants of her life with Logan go out and, the back door basically yeah call the taxi to take you to the subway enjoy your apartment that was a nice that little was a nice apartment little, uh, sick yeah little little apartment and also the fact um, that Marsha keeps on uh fucking being mean to uh fucking Connor's wife because she used to be a poor <laughs> she always makes like these snide comments like she made the comment about how it's like how a lot of them get murdered or something in the second season <laughs> and then this one it's like look how far you've come but she hits her back yeah she did she tried i don't think Marsha was really buying it though uh well we can like talk about like going through like the general run of the episode uh it starts with uh of course Shiv finding out that she's pregnant, which almost gets overshadowed, but seems great like bombshell. Clearly, it seemed sort of on the horizon, and clearly is going to change the nature of the show, especially with everything that happened after. Um, and then uh, Tom, uh, they meet. You have like a meeting where uh, all of the uh, the all of the suits are trying to discuss who to name the interim CEO. And then, uh, Tom gets eviscerated by Carl and maybe one of the best lines of succession in history where 
Carl breaks down why Tom will not be the CEO, and it's that uh, nobody <laughs> likes him, and his only shot, the only person who did is dead, and he's getting divorced from the only person who made him matter. So, uh, yeah, he just like took him apart. That was a great moment. Carl, as a friend. Yeah, as a friend. As a friend. With Total all due, collapse. I said this with is, all due respect. This is what, this is what they might say. This yeah. is the downside case. The negative yeah. case, excuse me, the negative case. Uh, and then the Jerry's comment about maybe Tom should put down the fish tacos was yeah. just absolutely dynamite because they weren't actually fish tacos. There's no way they were fish tacos at that wake. But, man, did it make him look childish. Uh Another thing, another small thing that happens that I thought was interesting and I also think will come back to play is uh, Connor, meanwhile, negotiates with Marsha to buy Logan's apartment for $63 million, which I saw that and I was like, two things. Why is the, why is the apartment for sure in Marsha's name? Like, I just feel like, two, I, the other part is like, it seems clear Connor is going to go bankrupt. Or he's going to lose all his money and his relationship with Willow will finally be tested in the way he like couldn't otherwise never have. I think that's what it's going towards, right? That's my theory. I don't think there's time for him to go bankrupt because every oh, yeah. episode is one day. Yeah, you're right. They're not going to be able to close on this apartment. I think it's, that just goes to Marsha selling assets, taking control, whether or not she owns them. The other the part of this frivolous spending of Connor. This is, like, so true, too. Just, like, Succession does have all of these, like, little flanks of things that end up just being, like, nothing. And then sometimes it brings one of them back. And, yeah. like, uh, they're really good about that. So, yeah, it might just be nothing. It uh, creates depth of character, though, because Connor's struggling with the loss of his dad and he never loved me. If you really, like, so, I don't know. I think buying the apartment is sort of yeah. proving to himself that he's worthwhile, even if he doesn't think his father thought he was well the best part is they're gonna do the charlie and the chocolate factory b- bit all sleeping in the same room together yeah <laughs> I, I love good reference um i think uh so the big bombshell in the episode is this document that may or may not name kendall uh ceo it's uh it looks like it's underlined or crossed out depending on your perspective although underlining something on a sheet of paper that you printed out kind of weird uh what's our (laughs) but kendall basically takes it as like it's almost like all of the growth that kendall experienced you're seeing like two sides of it where like he regresses in one way and that he still needs to like be, like get his father's approval but even though he's dead but in the other way now he has these other tools at his disposal that he didn't before to maybe do it in a way that he didn't which i thought the way he operated this document i thought was a very interesting choice a way to keep logan in the room well what do y'all think yes. it was first i think he crossed it out um no i think it was an underline so they did it very well, but when you cross something out, take your hand out, take your take your right hand out, pretend like you have a pen. And you want to cross something out. Do you ever just make where one line start? and it's ambiguous? Well, where well like the thing I think I'd start middle is like left. Where, and then where back would it from start? Right if you're starting a cross out, you're starting think, in the middle. I think the bigger you're not point, starting at the bottom and moving up. I think the bigger yeah, point you're definitely is not like, going. It down. also doesn't. 
Look it also doesn't wa- matter. Look what we're arguing about. This is the dress. You're seeing two different things based on like it's Well, it's uh, also it's but a... in corporate speak, no one crosses shit out like that. I know people cross out documents. They don't cross shit out like that. It's not believable. I'm sorry. It's an underline. Okay. Okay. Yeah, but it doesn't. It, yeah, essentially, doesn't matter. Right? I like Rain Man. Can you try not to get such a hard on when you talk about documents? It freaks me out. You just change into a monster <laughs> when when documents get brought up. You're just. Like I thought a we were here person. to debate the biggest issue of the episode, but uh, apparently we're just here to be nice to each other. We sorry. are. But I'm, I'm sorry. Think, um, I'm sorry, Joe. Your feelings so are valid so as well. Frank, Frank, Carl, and I think Jerry it's more about the validation. That, like at some point he was yes. considered the heir apparent, right? Like that's all that matters here. Which wasn't made and clear. How lo- how we Kendall runs with right. that, um, and and basically, like I mean, you you can even see it in the episode, like how he responds to it at the end of the episode um, with Hugo. It's just like, well, it happened. Here's what here's what's going to happen now. Like, and it, I've been waiting for this. Uh, another flank of the episode is Carrie's relationship with Logan. I wonder whether that's done and this is the last we see of her. What do you guys think? I think she's gone. That was it. I think maybe Roman has like a phone call or something with her, but she's done. Like I think this is part of where Succession's tilting more towards realism and she was there because she was Logan's side piece. She's no longer worthwhile to anyone who's still alive. So she's out of the picture. She's going to fuck off to her small apartment, and that's going to be that. It would be fucking sweet. Also, even like a small apartment. Yeah, that's fine. Uh... There's no no play there anymore. Um, The Roman asking for her personal number was interesting. I think a lot of people are latching onto that. But, you know, like one of the things I've read is like the succession writers like, they don't pull like the bait and switch with you. Like they, they tell you what's happening and then like you don't expect it to happen and it happens. Yeah. Um, so like one of the things I think with Roman, the theory is that like he's going to call her or like have this moment with her where he tries to like figure out what Logan's last moments were like. And like if he heard the voicemail, like how he died. It's um, possible. You know, because like but I think that throughout matter? the episode, you see like he doesn't have the closure. What if she's um, pregnant? Like the other two through, and like he's having this like trouble with grief and like mourning, and so like he, what she's he pregnant? still has to. Get I know, that. I know, but what if she's pregnant? But what if that's, she's pregnant? That's I don't think that's she's pregnant. That's two telenovela. Two telenovela. That's two telenovela. Well, you, you can't. You can't but they did show the thing where he was trying. Logan was trying to get two his pregnancies is a liberal orgy. To, two to pregnancies. You can't do from it. The yeah. show. <laughs> you can't do it. You can't do it. It'll be like Father of the Bride where they're next to each other. I think it would be kind of fun. Uh... I think they showed that scene because they're setting up the differences in the characters. And we're going to see Kendall become more like his father. Very what's best for the firm. Very matter of fact. Very cold. Even though he had been warmer in previous episodes. I think Roman is tilting away from that. And he's going to see what's becoming of Kendall and shy away from that and be the more, for lack of a better terms, human and compassionate of the brothers. Yeah. I think they're just uh, foreshadowing that. I don't think it has anything to do with Carrie. Could be wrong. One of, one of my favorite um, moments in the show is like Frank has been this like guiding voice. And I know he's like has a very close relationship with Kendall, but like he asked him, you know, like, do you like you're doing 
very well. Like, do you want to do this? And like, I actually think like that was Frank looking out for Kendall. Yeah, that wasn't a play. Yeah. That it, this is not in Kendall's best interest to run the company um, because of like what it's done to him previously, but also like what it could lead to in the future. So I, I think that ties into what Rayman just said. It's just like, yeah, there there is a um, very big gap there, I think, between what Kendall will become versus what, you know, Roman is and wants to be. Uh, I think like it's it's yeah, worth talking about it's worth talking about Shiv getting left out entirely. Uh and always. For yeah. for like the seventeenth time. And what that's going to Even do, when Daddy dies. Yeah, like what that's going to do for the dynamic. We've never seen her necessarily this isolated and like which is like very, very, very interesting. And I'm curious what direction they're going with her character and like revenge tour shiv. No, that's not how succession is <laughs> going to play out. It's not going to be a revenge tour shiv. Uh, there's a play here down three run LeBron company, shiv. But if you go to season one, shiv was in politics, right? And we know from the previews of previous episodes that politics are going to heat back up that started getting alluded to a lot more in the last episode i think what's going to happen is you're going to see a bump uh in connor's popularity due to the death of his father and how he handles that and this tour he's doing through the midwest so maybe he gets like two or three or four percent and that's enough percent to have some sort of power for some sort of position and shiv's going to help him navigate that and shiv's going to go back to politics and not the company I don't think you can have three people vying for the company's CEO ship because it's not super realistic. I think she's going to find her own thing, and I think the company's going to destroy the brothers, but Shiv might end up okay. Not on top, but okay. Yeah, but tie in to what Tom wants, and now Tom has um, obviously the legacy here with the unborn baby. It'll be interesting like, to see how Shiv's, he finds out about that. Shiv's not just going to be able to get out. Um, because Tom, throughout the episode, you find, I mean, he is he is working every angle to try and find some in. Um, yeah, and, and Tom and will I, definitely I think, use the kid as a play. Yeah, you see the re- relationships that he has with um, the different characters and, um, you know, Kendall saying like, hey, you know, like, we're, we're still friends. It's It's all good, and... You know, getting in the ear of of Roman, getting in the ear of Frank. It's like Tom's gonna be there, um, uh, and and Greg is interesting to me too because like I think he's had a smaller role, but like Marshall loves Greg. That's Greg's savior. That's that's eh, eh, eh. Nah. Greg. Greg, we have a different opinion on every single week. We talk about Greg. His stock is going up and down. His stock is it's a it's a crypto. It's Greg's volatile. all over the map. Uh, High VIX on Greg. There was High there Vicks. was a theory we should uh, our our close uh, compatriot uh, podcast guest Mel Gibson said that we did not report on a rumor that the finale will be election night. So I mostly wanted to just put that out there so when it doesn't happen, I can say he's a fucking idiot. That was my main. <laughs> oh God! But now if it happens, well, Mel's one of the best producers to ever do it. Yeah, if it does happen, when here's the, the thing, guys. We don't talk about it again. We no one brings it up. <laughs> it just stays. <laughs> no yeah, stays with us. 
cold shoulder inside the circle, guys. Like, we gotta... It's, uh... I, I So we can uh, keep going. Um... So, heading to the end of the episode, uh, Hugo and Carolina pull aside Kendall and Roman discuss PR strategy for announcing their takeover. Given Kendall's string of company-related controversies, Hugo proposes that they draft a statement casting doubt on Logan's judgment in the time leading up to his death, even suggesting that they invoke sordid details such as his abusive parenting to make it appear that his sons were already running the company toward the end of Logan's life. Robin is disgusted by the idea and immediately shuts it down. However, Kendall later approaches Hugo privately, uses his knowledge of his daughter's insider trading to blackmail Hugo into going ahead with a more aggressive PR strategy without Roman or Carolina's knowledge, commenting that his father would have done the same thing. What other show would the big thing at the end is like we're going with this pr strategy <laughs> and that's a the smear thing. campaign that's all it is uh what did what do you guys think about did this leave you hanging aside we're we're going to matson next week what what do you guys think of like the ending where it took us and like where where do you think we're going from here I think that it was a lot less scandalous than a lot of people are making it out people are saying Kendall's a bad guy. He broke bad because of that. I don't buy that. I think he might in the future, maybe, but it won't be as bad as people think. I think that was just ruthless, cunning business strategy. What would my father do? My father's fucked us kids all the time in the name of his legacy and in the name of the firm, and we're doing the same thing in the name of the firm, the name of our legacy. I don't think it was personal as it as people are making it seem. I think it's going to be interesting. I, the board vote on whether this deal happens or not is, I think, a bigger issue right now than the political aspect, that that might change. Here's what We're going to learn say. a lot about that next week. Here's What's what the I play? Say, they want to keep the company. Uh, this is something that Tom said a lot, which is like, to Kendall, which is like that you get fucked and he hasn't seen Logan get fucked even once. And I wonder whether that quote is going to be ringing in people's ears in the coming episodes if this ends up backfiring in a significant way if it results in like the stock price going in a free fall or like uh i don't know i'm curious whether like the best intentions are like uh not necessarily working out and i and i'm curious whether it would be interesting if connor's campaign becomes the new like what a great reversal of things and this is something the show also likes to do just dynamics of powers if the siblings ended up having to all kiss connor's ass like in I a mean, that would be amazing get his approval if if it came down to them needing connor's approval i think that would be a very fun direction to take the characters <laughs> um it made it made a ton of sense for kendall to you know pull the pr play uh with his dad i think I think we're going to see more ramifications from, you know, booting Shiv from the from the sibling group. I I think there's there's just so much there, especially with the end of the episode. She is fuming. She's um, storming through the house. She trips over her own heels. That's heartbreaking. Um, you know, it, it was just like very hard to see. And I think, you know, everybody in that circle has seen that so many times. Where like Shiv is, she's gotten the end of it. You know, and and where does she go from here? I, I think she has, she has a little left to say, so that that'll be interesting how that plays out. All right. I honestly think we did a great job. 
Yeah, I think say? it was okay. I give it uh three three star. I think this was similar <laughs> similar to this episode of Succession. This was a Brit- bridge episode of BYBW. A bridge episode of BYBW. I like we're that. Taking, we're taking. It's not about this episode, guys. It's about the episode we're taking you to. Um, <laughs> and if this is your first time listening to the podcast, then this was a good representation of what we do. It was. Uh, <laughs> apps Very just. Absolute fucking shit show, week in week out. When will we improve, guys? Isn't are we supposed? You're supposed to get better, right? Next year in Jerusalem, we will. I think we're getting worse. I think we're You know how like iron sharp? What's the opposite of iron sharpens iron? Uh, I guess if you just whack them and in, at into each other, it just dulls the blade. <laughs>